0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of DevCast, a podcast that explores the journey of Developer Student Club's leads and Google Developer experts that is proudly organized by Developer Student Club's Loyola from the Ateneo de Manila University. My name is Andy. I am pursuing information technology entrepreneurship in Ateneo, Manila, and I'm an operations lead from the ADME chapter of ESC.
1: And I'm Paulo, a third-year Management Information Systems student and events lead of the Ateneo chapter of DSC, and we are your co-hosts for today. Joining us in our episode is Nix Dorgo, the current Developer Student Club's lead of Central Philippine University. Hi, Nix. Welcome to DevCast.
2: Hi, Paolo, Hi, Andy. Thank you for having me. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Anika Nicole Dorgo, but most people call me Nix. I'm currently a sophomore at Central Philippine University in Iloilo City, taking up software engineering. And like Paulo mentioned earlier, I'm the current lead of DSC at our campus.
0: All right, thank you for that. So, uh, to start off, uh, we want to know more about your background in the early years of our years here, Nick. So, uh, we want to ask where do you grow up and what's it like there?
2: Okay, so I spent the first eight or so years of my life in Nigeria. Last week was our Independence Day, by the way. Uh, But going back, when I lived there, I loved going to the clubhouse or accompanying my mom and errands so I would get ice cream (laughs) or just hanging out with my family every Sunday. It was overall an amazing place to grow up, but like all countries, it has a share of problems too.
0: So for our next question uh, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up you know <laughs>
2: What didn't I want I, what didn't I want to be? I wanted to be an astronaut really? a rock star. What else did I want to be a writer a ballerina basically everything. but looking back the one thing that stayed constant and was the most serious I suppose was my dream of being an environmental lawyer.
0: Ooh. oh my God wait. Yeah, that's. I also had that dream when I was a kid. Sorry, Jericho, um, for, uh, um, you can't, like, here in the Philippines, it's. I don't know. It's really hard to pursue that here. Like it's. I guess I, I don't know any, anywhere that. I guess you can do for environmental science, but becoming becoming an environmental <laughs> lawyer is. That's just yeah. Know, but, one part of that.
2: Yeah, but I guess I kind of grew out of that dream when I realized that. Uh, life isn't constant So I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years Then it seems kind of sad to take up law school And pass the bar And then end up having to move to another country Where you need to repeat the process
0: um, Yeah, that's fair It is the reality of wanting to become a lawyer
2: Yeah But it's worth it If you have the patience and time and heart for it And funds and funds for it Then it's mm-hmm. worth it yeah, okay,
0: yeah,
1: that's also true. When did you first show interest in technology? Since you mentioned like um wanted to be an astronaut, so it's kind of related to that field.
2: <laughs> Honestly, the astronaut dream lasted all of a week. I was like 5 um, What inspired you to be an astronaut? I saw the NASA logo and it was really cool. Mm. That's
1: about it. Hey, don't judge me. I was fine. If only only being an astronaut would be that easy.
2: (laughs) If only... But yeah, you were asking about when I first started showing interest in technology. The astronaut dream does not count. But I'm not sure if this counts. Uh, There's this game I really, really wanted to play when I was a child. I still lived in Nigeria at this point, so I was six, maybe seven. So anyway, I really wanted to play this game, Virtual Villagers. And my dad put like parental lock or something on the family computer. Me being me, I found ways to crack the code. I.e., I found out A code how in the to making. like pick out his password and like remove the parental lock so I could play the game. So yeah, I guess there's always been an aptitude for that, but I didn't really take interest interest until first year of college
0: wow what a hacker (laughs) (laughs) i wish hearing that it seems that you were destined
1: for (laughs) the field of (laughs) tech
2: maybe hopefully
1: so did it ever uh click to you that tech was the career for you
2: no not at all uh Back in high school, yeah. like junior high school, I was dead set on becoming a psychiatrist.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that
2: did not work out at all. As you can see, I'm in software, so no, that did not work out. But um, why that plan changed is I switched schools, I changed schools in 10th grade uh, mm-hmm. to CPU. And I had this teacher in math and he was an engineer and I like the subject and he made you can shout out that teacher by the way here sir drow thank you (laughs) but yeah he made math fun yeah (laughs) he made math fun and i was like hmm okay what do engineers do i'm kind of curious so that happened and i took up stem in senior high school and then i took up civil engineering and then somehow ended up in software engineering (laughs) Oh, you started out in in Civil Engineering first. Yeah, I did. My entire first year. Oh, okay. So you just shifted
0: into Software Engineering?
2: Uh, no. No. I shifted last year. So like, (laughs) June of 2019.
0: Yeah. Alright. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. Oh. That's cool. So, what made you choose the
2: software engineering major? Was it just. Um, do you want the long story or the short story? Because yes. the long the story f- is really weird. You oh,
1: <laughs> have to go with the long story.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, long story. Uh, back in first year, I was really indecisive. And to give a bit more context, my school, uh, CPU, has something called e-cubed or the engineering entrance exam so i took the exam and there was a box there asking me what field of engineering i wanted to take as i mentioned earlier i was indecisive so instead of jotting down one answer i put down three civil chem and software
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: civil had limited slots and my exam score must have qualified me so i own My first year was spent as a civil engineering student. The decision to switch majors came towards the middle of second SEM. My friends from debate were either software engineering students or interested in tech, so that was what most of our conversations revolved around. The more I heard, the more curious I got, and eventually I shifted. So, yeah, basically, I just wanted a career that challenged me and forever piqued my interest. So, yeah, that's one of the things I enjoy about software engineering.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Long story, no? Well, it's a good story. But, like, what got me was that, you know, based, through conversations, you were inspired to take up. It's not, well, it's still engineering, but it's technically an entirely different course from civil engineering. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of those conversations spark, like, a passion in people. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I think so. So that's really cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, You're really right about that. In
1: those conversations, was there, um, in those conversations, was there something that, uh, like, sparked you or what interested you to get into software engineering? Like, um, Was there an activity in software engineering that made you interested?
2: Mm, No. I I can't really pin down the decision to shift to any single conversation. I think... We started talking about games because most of my debate teammates were guys. So they were talking about games, and then we would make like mini-podcasts and our conversations would like start with games and end up talking about AI and stuff like that. So I I guess the interest like, started when I realized how broad it was, how constantly evolving it was. Like something that was in last year could suddenly be out this year and it just seemed like something where you would never stop learning and that was something that interested me.
0: I think like, yeah, I think I also got into, oh, oh sorry, I got into ITE because my brother is a game developer um, in freelance, like he freelances game development and I thought it was also interesting that there are so many avenues that you can explore with tech and engineering, computer science, so... And you know like tech is the future that's where the money at you know so <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. yeah that's true, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all right so uh, thank you for telling us about those early experiences super insightful like you know the conversations that start something new so it gives us great background about who you are and stuff like that so we want to talk about your uh, your life in software engineering, you know, being a woman in the field of technology, and also as a BSC lead. What do you like about software engineering now? Having studied it for well, since June, right? So,
2: yeah. Um, what do I like about software engineering? Well, wow. what don't I like? <laughs> but I'm <on a> serious, <laughs> no. Um, earlier, I said I wanted something that challenged me. Well mission accomplished, I'm constantly challenged Um, there are good days and there are bad days but there are no regrets every single day I'm learning something new, I'm exposed to something new, I figure out new ways of doing the same things I've been doing like easier ways to do things and ways that, or like ideas that I have that could make a genuine impact on society so that was you know that's been really cool so yeah i think that's what i like the most about software um the amount of good you could do with it if you actively choose to
0: that's a great i
1: like that mindset yeah like constantly being challenged i think um that can really be motivating for tech students,
2: especially those so. who
1: can be challenged by you know the act of coding since it can be um, a draining activity in itself.
2: Yeah It can be. Most times it is, but I think something that's helped is remembering why you started in the first place and oh. remember what you want to do with the knowledge that you're Gainey. No, you wise. I think I, at the end of
0: my hello.
1: And okay, what subjects have you taken so far related to software engineering, like programming subjects?
2: Um, let's see. Back in first year, first year of software, um, first SEM was software development one. So that was like intro to programming. We did JavaScript then second stem, there was engineering design project, although I wasn't really enrolled in that class, because I would taken it when I was in civil, but it's basically a subject where you create an app or final project, I suppose, and showcase it during the kind of engineering fair and, you know, the best one for course is selected and then Onto like finals. So, yeah, that was cool. Uh, did like a Flutter app for my thing there. We what also was had actresses? some. <laughs> um, well, this is gonna sound really bad, but there were a ton because I, mean, I kept we, on changing we have my comment. mind. <laughs> I kept on changing my mind there was a game with flutter using the flame engine and then I decided yeah I don't think this is like final project worthy so I changed it then I did basically an instagram clone and I was like no like yeah it works and it does stuff and it has the features that I want but like it it feels weird like I don't know how much of this is me versus the many, many, many tutorials I watched. Like, do I really understand what I did? I wasn't very confident at the time. Now I can say, yeah, I understood what I did. But back then I was like, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> so then I switched again and ended up doing a messaging app. It was it was fun because I got to understand more about how the whole Firebase thing works and Cloud Functions. So that was nice.
1: Was this a mobile app or a desktop? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was mobile.
1: <laughs> Looking forward to um seeing that app on GitHub, <laughs> whatever you uploaded it. Oh
2: um, no, it is there. It's just like, you know, private. <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of shy to like show people my work. I know. Um, I don't know if this is like understandable, but uh, it's kind of imposter syndrome where you kind of know that you know stuff, but like you don't feel like you know stuff. So still, low key struggling with that. Yeah,
1: I tend to experience that sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. we had to start at like a really um, simple um, like project. For me personally, I had to start with like replicating um, a landing page, but I think starting off, I didn't really know what responsive design was about, so it really looked off if you resize the screen, so it was really hard-coded.
2: But hey, look at where you are now, like uh, with the thing you mentioned earlier, Uh, the Site for the fair, for the school fair. Uh, yeah,
1: I I had to code um, website for school fair, but um, at that time I also didn't know what responsive design was about, so I also had to struggle. So that project made me realize how much I have to learn in the field of um, web development and how vast. Um, the concepts there are to learn
2: wish me luck I have about five weeks to learn that and come up with a project
1: (laughs) I'm sure you'll do great
2: thank you so you mentioned
1: that um, you've Mm -hmm. come across um, programming subjects what makes you enjoy coding so
2: far wow (laughs) um The fact that, oh god, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's challenging. (laughs) Um, But no. Um, I think something that I enjoy about coding is the fact that I get to put the ideas in my head onto, I would say, paper, but like not really. But basically, I get to put them somewhere and I get to do things with them and then I get to see the output. Almost immediately Minus, you know, debugging But yeah So I think that's my favorite part Of coding The fact that you're able to Basically turn your ideas Into reality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a cool medium I suppose Yeah
1: Let's say you have um, An an essential toolkit. Uh, with right. And that toolkit can hold around um, five tools. What's in that toolkit that can help you or that has helped you so far in um, your journey in software engineering? So it can be software, hardware, or even um, soft skills such as um, values and principles.
2: Oh, okay. That's a really cool question. Uh, Give me a minute or so to think. Things that have helped me in software engineering. I guess the first thing is communication. That's definitely a big one, especially when you're having like group projects. Yeah. Or even just in general. That's like a lifestyle that everyone needs to have. Um, Second, Definitely a laptop. That's like essential, essential. Amen. I know the struggle of not having one because for the entirety of my first year in software, I did not have one. So that in itself was a struggle. Um, what else? So, communication, a laptop. Mm, I think uh, being teachable. Because you will always know the answers, and there are people who may be new at the field that kind of get things that you don't, so I think it's key to be teachable and just like be humble, no matter how um, distinguished, I suppose, that you Mm -hmm. become. Always remain humble and teachable.
0: So like being Um, open-minded, you would say? Hmm? being
2: open-minded yeah yeah that works too being open-minded um that's like three out of five okay uh being curious yeah like inquisitive mm-hmm. yeah aside from being open-minded and teachable and stuff like that you should also be inclusive yeah that's definitely something you need to have and free code camp is also super great they have amazing uh but yeah that
1: hands-on feeling Mm -mm. learning
2: yeah like i'm trying to teach myself react so it was Really good timing that they released a video on it, or that I saw a video on it by them. So yeah, that was cool.
1: For our viewers who um, don't know what React is, can you like give them a brief introduction of what React is?
2: Oof. Okay. Um, React. Wow. Keep in mind, I'm not using Google, so if I get it wrong, I'm sorry in advance. Uh, React is a javascript library that's used for front-end that was developed by Facebook so it kind of solves some uh, web problems in terms of like responsiveness and oh no I have so many pages and oh no this is loading every time I do something new so it kind of offers a solution. Yeah, a solution to the problems of the past. Disclaimer I'm not sure if that's 100% right, so sorry in advance.
1: I, I agree with you on that. Also, I haven't learned React yet, I've learned you, um,
2: so far. Wait, really? Tell me more about that, please. I'm curious. I've heard about it, but I've, I haven't really tried like well, we're doing an event on that next month but I've not tried it yet
1: um, my friends would say that it's easier than react so I went with that mm-hmm. in learning front end web development but the concepts are more or less the same but I think the syntax makes it way easier than react
2: Like it's still javascript though right yeah okay add to to google this okay
1: (laughs) yeah i definitely recommend it
2: yeah okay yeah i'm definitely trying that wait wait wait. no no i'll try that after yeah because i need to finish the project i'm doing with it but after that view all the way Wait, I'm curious though, what was your front-end path like? Because you mentioned you did Vue. So like, did you start with HTML and then CSS and then JavaScript, like what was your path like? What did it look like?
1: Well, I started with HTML and CSS first, then I learned a little bit about responsive design. So that's, um, SAS. It's CSS, Flexbox, and um, I went with Vanilla JavaScript and then proceeded to um, Vue.
2: Wait, so how many months, years have you been working with Vue?
1: Since May.
2: <gasps> oh. Okay, you definitely need to send me your GitHub link. I really, really want to see your projects.
1: (laughs) Definitely, I'll send it to you.
2: Nice, thank you. And you too, Andy. You said that you're a graphic designer, so I'd love to see some of your work.
0: Sure, sure. Sure, So now that we've
1: talked about... um, your journey so far. Um, what's the most significant barrier you had to overcome?
2: Like during my life as a software engineering student, or while I was in the midst of trying to be a software engineering student?
1: Um, I guess we can go with life as
2: an engineering, a software engineering student. Um, you mean like SE related struggles, basically? <laughs> the usual. Um, wait, I'm gonna try to think of the most recent one. Uh, our school like divided the semester into three subterms, so like two to three subjects per subterm, and each subterm lasts five weeks. So we just finished the first subterm, and during it, I had uh, software development three, basically functional programming. So uh, we have problem sets. I think most teachers give problem sets in software. I'm not sure. Is that a my school kind of thing, or is that like universal? We also experienced that. Okay, nice. So basically, he gave us a problem set, and like five weeks FB. So um, it had stuff to do with like monads and like. I had no idea what a monad was, even after the class and like point free functions. And I was like, how do I unlearn everything from the past year? So it took me a while to kind of wrap my head around that. So there's that. Uh, That would be one SE-related struggle, I suppose. Understanding the concepts, like the basic concepts, like um, encountering big words and just trying to break them down into the smallest it basically into an atom so there's that just understanding the concepts is a struggle in itself at first and I guess tight deadlines especially now that we're conducting class in an online setting and subterms and stuff so yeah uh, deadlines and meeting deadlines but also trying to see that as a challenge instead of a hurdle because when we enter the field it's never a bad idea to have good time management so yeah just trying to be optimistic you know I'm not sure if it's working but hey I'm trying
1: that's something that we need to get through this time yeah <laughs>
0: yeah okay so um, moving on to our next question so this one's kind of like a political more political question No. so field of technology it's unfortunately, mostly a male dominated industry. And there's like this recurring double standard against women that kind of forces uh, women to be more exceptional in order to be kind of respected in the field. So I just wanted to ask if you felt this uh, as a DSC lead or a woman who's pursuing technology in general?
2: Well, that's a really loaded and very, very relevant question. Um, I have experienced it, yes. Maybe not to the same extent as some of the people in tech that I look up to have, but yeah. Um, This is going to sound very sad, but I think the most... uh, Painful, I suppose, experience that I've had to deal with yeah. um, Does not have to be with me being a woman, per se, in tech It has to do with me not being Filipino So, yeah, racism comes in
0: I see And how were you able to like, were you able to overcome
2: that, that thing?
0: Wow.
2: To an extent, yeah But yeah, going back to the question of um, this industry being male-dominated and stuff. um, Yeah, it does exist and I personally know people who have been, I suppose, stripped or deprived of opportunities, not because of their lack of skill, or because they're very skilled actually, but because of their gender so i just hope that the day comes hopefully very soon where we as a society kind of reach that point of true equity
0: okay so thank you for sharing about that um for the next portion, we're uh, gonna delve into your org lights so uh, i want to ask um what made you step up and apply to be a dsc lead
2: I was part of the core team last year, and the experience was very memorable. Uh, shout out to the former lead, uh, Chofi Rabanes, because she more than pulled it off last year. Um, anyway, after my term as a core team member, Chofi messaged me, and she informed me that I was one of the people that she was eyeing to be the next lead because she saw potential, admired my work ethic, and so on. Uh, I initially had doubts and struggled to discern whether I would be able to give the best of me to this potential role. And I guess I assessed where I was at the time, so I went for it and it paid off.
0: Uh, as a DSL, um, what are your responsibilities? Uh, like, What do you do as a League?
2: Uh, Right now, my responsibilities mainly revolve around brainstorming events, processing forms for org, accreditation, um, guiding my core team members, and pulling off events that are cool, yes, but most importantly, uh, foster growth in all participants, hopefully. Uh, there's a bit more that I'm up to right now as lead, but I don't want to overwhelm anyone. <laughs> so yeah, let's just stick with that.
1: So knowing that um, your degree is in line with um, the nature of DSC being a tech org, or its focus mm-hmm. advocacy being um, uplifting technologies, uplifting yeah. communities, I mean with okay, tech. <laughs> How has um, software engineering helped you in your work in DSC?
2: Well, by virtue of being a software engineering student, there's a bit more exposure to things like the framework, I'm oh, sorry, the foundation, well, framework. The foundation is there so a lot of resources are provided and you have Basically, teachers on hand that are there to help you uh, figure out, oh, what's the best technology for this? Is this a hard topic? How do we make it easier for the participants? So I think that's one way that being a software engineering student has definitely helped. In addition to the exposure that I've had from being a software engineer, green student and the things that I've worked on, and the things that we as a class have worked on. So, oh wait, this is cool, maybe other people might be interested in doing it. So, things like that.
0: Mm. Okay, That's pretty cool. Um, so we're almost done, you know, we're almost done with the questions. Uh, but uh, we're still thinking
2: something about what's next for
0: uh, next started?
2: What's next? (laughs) I want to say success is next, and happiness, and just impact.
0: Mm.
2: But on a serious note, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years or ten. So I don't know what's next. I can't definitely say that. But where I want to be in two years from now is... In a position that allows me to, as I've mentioned so many times in this podcast, make an impact. And yeah, a friend of mine and I are trying to cook something up that helps with that. So fingers crossed for that venture.
0: All right, we're hoping for, you know, success, happiness, and just general, you know, Positive welfare for you guys and your upcoming project—it's really admirable. Now, you know, like a lot of people say that they want to make a difference, and we talked. I think I don't know if you know this book the first episode we talked about, but um, there's a thing about turning passion into action or turning inspiration into yeah. action, and that's what thing. And I really admire it. So that's really cool. Yeah
2: thank you so much and i could say the same for the both of you we just the entire DSC loyola the work that you guys are doing and even just conducting holding this podcast and giving people i guess access to these resources and these talks that's very admirable you. so you guys are taking steps to make it easier to get into the field so kudos
1: I like how thank you all... for that as well. Next, uh mm-hmm. you have this platform now to inspire future students in tech. You know, we have mm-hmm. a lot of aspiring developers, um, tech engineers, web designers, mm-hmm. the like out there. So, what are some tips or advice? as a software engineering student that you'd want to give students listening right now who consider tech as a career but aren't you know confident with their tech skills yet but uh they're pretty much eager to learn
2: oh Mm -hmm. if i had to say something to people that are in that boat it would be explore master the art of googling Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help from those who know more because 10 out of 10 they're willing to help Um, put your knowledge into practice like Andy said earlier um, passion into action Uh, once you're more confident share the knowledge spread it, teach people and don't forget to enjoy the journey Like have fun as a bonus I suppose if you're at the point where you feel like you know things but you really aren't sure just fake it till you make it because if it's something that you want you'll work hard and one day when you're busy faking you'll just realize that you're not anymore that you've reached that end point that you wanted to be at at the start
0: that's really good advice The i resonated with the you'll one day realize that you're not faking it because Uh, you mentioned and uh, something about the imposter syndrome uh, yeah like you you know you know all this and you can do all this but it feels like you don't know all this and add to that i just want to say that um the we feel like we can't do certain things we feel the imposter syndrome because i think we compare ourselves to people who have different accomplishments from us, but I think it's important to know that we have our own accomplishments and they are no less valuable if somebody else did something
2: different. So yeah, I just wanted to say that <laughs> that's the best advice I've heard all year. Thank you. I also like your advice
0: so. <laughs> I wanted to ask that if you had any advice for the you let's say a year ago or half a year ago, what would you tell younger Well,
2: Wow. <laughs> um, what would I tell 18-year-old Nicks I guess do more. Yeah. Like that thing that you're scared of doing because it's a terrible idea. Just do it. What could go wrong? <laughs> You'll end up with a new skill, even if you never show off that project that you did and it just rots in your private repo. Just do it, because you'll gain so much skill from that, and that will help you. The process that you went through, doing all those things that you could have but didn't do, would help you.
0: Very, very insightful. All right, so I think that's like such a great place to end the day. On behalf of Developer Student Clubs Dayola, Aloe and I would like to express our gratitude, our huge gratitude to Nick Story for joining us in our second episode and sharing such insightful stories, experiences, and advice and lessons with us. It's been really great having you on Devcast, Nick.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> like, really, thank you. And I hope the rest of the... Series goes as amazing as this one has. Thank you. Even better. Hopefully even better.
1: <laughs> to our listeners, thank you. And we'll see you in our next episode. Have a great day.